thing today. First of all, we start off basically by saying welcome. We are, uh, let me take this off real quick. We might have a hard time to go, folks. You know what I mean? When I got a UFO around my neck, head down. I want to say welcome to me and my wife. My name is Troy. My wife, Darlene, and I get the absolute privilege to pastor this church. And I can't even begin to tell you how proud I am of you and proud of us as we've seen God move and do great things uh, through this church the past couple of years. And um, one thing that if, if you are visiting and maybe you're new to church, maybe you're new to religion or whatever it might be, I want you to just look around and realize that everybody in this room is far from perfect, but they are saved by the blood of Jesus. They got a purpose on their life and God is using them to change the world, right? And so if you're here and you're like, man, I don't know about this, you found the place, you're home. You found a spot, you found family. Uh, we, we like to act a little crazy every once in a while, right? Uh, and, and sometimes I get a little too wild up here, so y'all just bear with me. But we got all so many activities going for the rest of the day. We have some treats for you after service. We ask you to just hang around, fellowship for a minute, um, and, and so on. So let me give you real quick what's going to happen today. So first of all, Victory Church turns two. over the end of the year, but we've seen over 200 people give their heart to Jesus in two years. Come on, come on. Staff, we were able to give over $50,000 to our community in different ways. Isn't that incredible? Over $50,000 in the past two years to all kinds of things, all kinds of ministries. You'll hear me talk a little bit about it in a little bit, but, but I don't so much want to spend today talking about all that God's done in two years because we've did a lot of that towards the end of the year. I want to take today and, and I'm not really going to preach for those of you. Everybody say, oh. Um, if you want to hear me preach, come back next Sunday. And I'm convinced that next Sunday is going to be the best sermon I've ever preached. I'm convinced of it. I'm going to talk about it a little bit. But um, what I want to do today is I want to spend just a few moments telling you about where we're going in 2020. And just kind of the vision of the church, the things that we're focusing on, some of the things that we're expecting to see. Because, again, if, you're, if victory's your home, you're about to get excited, you're about to get pumped. If you're visiting, you might go, hey, I love what they're doing. I want to come be a part of that and help them do it. And so I just want to take a few moments. Um, so, so let me kind of set you up. So every year, we, we present a word to our church. And that word is kind of sets the tone for, for what we're praying and what we're asking God to do in our lives. So in 2019, it was the word more. And we were asking for God to do more. We watched our church, ready for this, grow by literally double. I think that's 100% is what they call that. That's incredible, right? That's incredible. That's more. We were able to bring in more. We were able to bring in over $25,000 more financially. All right? And are you ready for this? I, I told you I was going to announce it. Your, your end of the year giving, in case you're visiting, our church gets together and we give an end of the year offering called Purpose for Fails. Right? We came together. You ready? $21,000! Here's what I'm really excited That is more than we gave last year, but here's what I'm really excited about. Uh, Tim told me that the, the financial team said we had way more givers this time. He said we might not have had the equal amount of big gifts, but we had more givers. And that's what I'm passionate about, right? Is that more people are saying, let's do this, let's go after it. And so, um, uh, I forgot where I was going with all. So, so the word shift is for 2020, our word is shift. Everybody say shift. Shift. Pr pronounce the F. Shift. Shift. Um, hit, your, hit your neighbor and say, say, I'm shifting. I'm shifting. Uh, when you came in, you should have got a white bracelet. Did y'all get the white bracelets? You should have got some glasses. Did y'all get some glasses, some Victory Church glasses? Uh, the bracelet says shift on it just to keep us kind of focused. And, and we've just, our whole concept has been this. Uh, our mindset has been that in 2020, watch this, we want to see God do a lot of little shifts. 
See, I think sometimes when people find Jesus, they're expecting this massive shift, right? Like their entire life is going to have just a 180. And I'm not saying it won't happen. It can happen. But what I love about Jesus is he's in it for the long run. And so sometimes it's a bunch of little shifts, right? It starts maybe with your marriage or with your finances or with your understanding of the Bible. And it's these little shifts. And you look back 365 days later and you go, wow, God has really done something in my life. And that's what we're believing for. And we founded the word and the concept in a book called Second Kings in chapter 4. Okay? So uh, I'm not going to go through it all. I'm going to put it on the screen for you to see. I'm going to give you a real quick update. So we've been preaching through this for a couple of weeks about a couple of characters. Elijah, who was a prophet of God, a, a woman who they referred to as the Shunammite woman, and then Elijah had a, a like an assistant named Jehazi. So let me just read a couple of verses, and I'm going to tell you what we, what we pulled from this. So it says in chapter 4, verses 8 through 10, One day Elijah went to Shunam, and he met a well-to-do woman. This is the Shunammite woman. She was there, and she urged him to stay for a meal. She said, stay and have a Popeye's chicken sandwich. And so whenever he came by, he stopped there to eat. And she said to her husband, watch this, I know that this man who often comes our way is a holy man of God. So watch this, let's make a small room for him on the roof and put it and put it at a bed, a table, and a chair, and a lamp for him, and then he can stay whenever he comes. So here was the word that we came from. We said, in 2020, we're making room for God. That's what we're doing. We're making room. She makes room for God. And then we read this a couple, or we read this over the past couple weeks. Uh, Elijah talks to the Lord and then says, you know what? You're going to have a child. And she hadn't been able to have a son. So she has a son. And it's an incredible story. And we're going to talk more about it. But, but, but in the concept of 2020, we're making room for God so that he can do these shifts in our life. And so I just want to take a few moments. I'm going to go through our four value statements and the vision behind them for 2020 so that you can be excited, you can be ready. And then uh, we have a couple, we have a special interview and a few other things, and then we're going to party together. Cool? Our first value statement is this, grow. We're all about growing, and we want to grow to know God. So in 2020, we're making, watch this, we're making room for us and for others in our community to grow in their knowledge of God. Now, I want to show you in Acts chapter 2, there is the, the, the early church, and it kind of gives you a layout of what the early church was about. The early church was about four things. Number one, it was about learning the Bible together. Okay? They were learning the Bible together. Number two, it was about relationships, being in relationships. Number three, it was about using their gifts and their talents. And then number four, it was about impacting the world around them. And that's where we get our four G's for our church. So I want to show you this in Acts chapter 2, verse 42. It was like this. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, and to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to prayer. So here's what that's saying, is that they were growing in their knowledge of God by having fellowship together. Look around. This is the modern-day church. We come in together, we devote ourselves to the preaching of the Word, to fellowship, to eating together, hanging out together, small groups, prayer, and then we learn about Jesus. And so the very first thing that we want to do, the vision that we want to focus in 2020, is that we want to grow in our knowledge of God, and we want everybody in our community who does not know God to grow in their knowledge of God. And those kind of come in two different ways. The way you learn about God, you're in church, you might be saved, you might not, but your knowledge of God might be a little bit higher than someone who's not. And so I want to show you some of the ways that we're going to do that. I want to show you some series from 2020 and some events we got coming in 2020. All right? So go ahead and put this up for me. I'm going to break them down for you. These series are strategic for two reasons. They're either going to help us grow in God or they're going to help us reach our community to grow in God. All right? So we're going to come out of this series starting next Sunday in a series called Find Your Circle. And I'm going to talk about that in point two, so I'm skipping right past it. After that, we're coming into a series called Shift. 
Jesus. And here's what I'm going to do for about three weeks. We are going to literally restructure our brain on who Jesus is. So many of us have shaped kind of a pre preconceived idea of who he was and who he is, and we are going to break down scripture in depth like we never have before, and we're going to walk away with a brand new perspective of who Jesus is, the grace and the mercy of Jesus, and the love of Jesus, and that mindset of who he is is going to be shifted. So it's going to take about three weeks, but I promise you're going to leave every Sunday crying, because he is amazing. And so we're going to spend a couple weeks doing that, and then watch this. We are starting a series for the first time we're trying it out for you, and I'm going to tell you what it's about, called Mixtape. Everybody say mixtape. Mixtape. All right. Here's what this is. How many remember At The Movies last year? You remember At The Movies last year? So what we want to do is we like to take a series three or four weeks leading up into Easter, and we like to use it to help you bring friends and family members who say, I don't like church, churches, all these stereotypical things. We'll bring them into this place that I go that we're not even sure is a church. We're not really sure what it is. Bring it. Hey, so here's what we're doing, all right? Every one of these Sundays, I'm going to take a secular song and I'm going to preach from the secular song, all right? But before I preach it, our band's going to perform it right here on the stage, all right? So it's going to be sick. And then the whole theme of the Sundays are going to be a concert. So when you come in, we're going to have Victory Church merch, all right? It's going to be concert merch. We're designing stuff you've never seen before. It's going to be limited supply, limited edition. We're going to have concert food. We're still wearing my quick nachos in your lap. I'm not sure what we're going to do, but you're going to come into the concert field, and then we'll do worship as normal, and then our worship team, who is incredible, yeah. is going to bring Woo! God give praise. They're going to present a song. So let me give you an example of what this is going to look like. It's going to lead us right into Easter, and here's the song I'm doing on Easter. How many of you heard Don't Stop Believing by Journey? Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? The rest of you go home, Google, don't stop believing in my journey. And I want you to imagine our team. I want you to imagine Jeff right here. Oh, well, Jeff, busting out. It's going to be sick. It's gonna be... So, so all throughout that series, you're going to go to your friends and go, hey, you want to go to a concert? And they go, yeah. Go, it's free. Who's playing? Journey. What? And you bring You bring And then we're going to do a series in the fall called Shift Leadership. And I'm going to talk a little bit more about that too. But here's my belief. I believe every one of you are called to be a leader. Yeah. Matter of fact, every one of you are already leaders. You're leading your home. You're leading your workplace. But I feel like that we don't do enough, a uh, good enough job as a church equipping you to be those To be a God leader. We're going to take weeks and we're going to go after what it means to be a Christ-following leader in your home. Christ-following leader in your work. It's going to be incredible. Uh, and then we're going to take the summer. If you were here with our church last summer, we took the two months, June and July, and we went through the book of James, first by verse. Y'all remember that? First by verse. We just broke it down. We're going through the book of Galatians this summer. And so we're just going to go first by verse, first by verse. This is where us, us, we already know, Lord, this is where we grow in our knowledge of the Bible, the knowledge of God. So we'll go through that. And then we come out of that, and it's at the movies part two! Uh, I would tell you some of them, but I don't want to ruin it. And we take clips from it and preach from it. You get to have popcorn in one hand and Coca-Cola in the other. And you get to eat popcorn and drink Coke as you hear the word. And it's incredible. The characters out there. We had Elsa last year. We had Iron Man last year. We had, it's just incredible. You don't want to miss it. Am I right, church? Yeah. And then another one that we're doing towards the end of the year. So, so those of you that are visiting, our church lined up a couple weeks ago. And we pinned to a board the area of our life that we want God to shift in. And one of the majority thing that was on that board was finances. And, and it's funny because we want the most help with finances, but we don't want the church to talk about it. And so I'm going to stick some, some, some weeks. 
and we're going to break it down. Um, I'm going to open up the scripture, and I'm going to help you be able to balance your finances better. Okay? You're going to walk out of here feeling stronger about your finances. So that's just some of the series that we're doing. Just some of them. we got some other ones working in there. But it just gives you an idea of how we can, we can do shift Jesus and shift leadership and shift uh, finances. And it, and it makes you a better Christian. It grows your knowledge in God. And then we got mixtape and at the movies that allows us to reach out to all of our friends and all of our family and bring them into this place and let them grow in the knowledge of God. Amen? Amen. And then on top of that, we're doing our events because we love events here. So here's just a couple of our events. After mixtape, the last Sunday of mixtape on Easter Sunday, we will have our big Easter festival. Y'all remember that? Yeah. We have inflatables and, and kids' egg hunts, and we're bringing back the adult egg hunt. So we're putting money in it. It's going to be awesome. And then we always do Mother's Day really big here because we know that this world only exists because of you mamas. And so we do really big. We like to give you gifts and celebrate you. My wife will be preaching again on Mother's Day Sunday. She's preached on Mother's Day every year in the church, which is one, two, two. Um, and every Sunday she preaches, it's the most watched YouTube Sunday of the year. That makes me angry. Um, and so it looks like it'd be great. And then my favorite event we do, if you were here last year, you loved it. Y'all remember the church picnic? Yeah. Oh, man. We, we, we rocked it. We have a, a dessert eating contest. Well, not eating, but dessert baking. I eat it, but you make it. Uh, we have volleyball, football, ultimate frisbee. It's just an incredible time together. Father's Day, because we honor our fathers, right? Right? We love our fathers. Yeah. We've had a hot wing eating contest. We've had donut distillery catering. It's been an incredible time. Um, and then we don't forget, we'll have Serve Month in July, where we'll be doing some great things. As always, last year we renovated the teacher's lounge here at Rock, uh, Rock Springs Middle School. It was incredible. And then after At the Movies Part 2, we will have another fall festival. Y'all remember the fall festival? Oh, y'all didn't like that? Oh, we want to do it too. Sorry, I'll just use it and buy a car or something. No? Okay. All right. Fall festival! So here's, I need you to do what the early church did. They did two things. Number one, they devoted themselves to coming to fellowship. Devote yourself to being at church. Like, I know you got life. I know you got life. There's stuff happens. But when you're here, come to church. Serve. Hear the word of God. Grow. Amen? Be here. Let's do this. Secondly, bring people. One thing I love about us is we are a bringing church. Today proves that. We are a bringing church. Don't stop. Keep inviting. Keep bringing. I'm doing all these things and putting them in place to put a resource in your hands so that you can have an easy way of getting people in this door. Because here's what I've learned, and I need a percentage on this, but almost every person that's ever walked in this door stays. And it's not because of me, and it's not because of this location, it's because of you. They come in, I hear, I hear everybody say all the time, this is the nicest church I've ever been to. And it's because of you. So why wouldn't we want our friends here, right? Right? So we're growing to help people in their knowledge of God. Number two is this, we're moving in the guiding aspect, okay? Guiding. We're making room for God to guide us to freedom. Because here's the truth, your, your walk with Christ cannot just be for an hour and a half on Sunday morning. Yeah. If that happens, you're just going to have some holes. Some things are going to happen. Because what happens when mom dies or dad dies, or what happens when you get a get a bad report from the doctor or whatever, and you don't, you know, Sunday morning Christianity is not going to help you. You know what I mean? You need more. And I love what in Acts 2 it says. Watch this. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts, so they went to church together. But then watch this. They broke bread in their homes and they ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. Something, this is the thing I'm the most passionate about for 2020. I'm going to start preaching on it next Sunday. 
and we're doing a campaign called Find Your Circle. And my deal is this, I think God guides us to freedom in relationships. And so I think it's important for us to find relationships inside of the church. When we started off as Best Friends, and I remember one Sunday there were 20 people in this auditorium. And before church started, it was me and one person over here. It was the most awkward thing ever. That person, praise God for them, they probably don't go to church anymore. But it was just, it was awkward. But as God builds the church, it's easier for us to kind of sneak into the back, right? And not get noticed, and not have anybody say anything to us. And the whole time we want it, but we're kind of worried about it, so we, we, we just kind of sneak away. And so we are going to do a whole campaign about helping you find your circle, the group of people that you can impact, you can impact the world with, that you can learn a relationship with. Some of the small groups here, we have one that I, I had lunch with them yesterday, and the things they do together is incredible. That they'll often meet up for, for lunch. If they have a, a financial problem, one or two of them will step up and meet it. It's just nothing like community. And so I can't share a lot, unfortunately, about the Find Your Circle campaign because I'm literally launching it next Sunday and you're going to kind of see it as it goes. So again, if you're here, you're going to enjoy it. If you're visiting, I'd love for you to come back. I'm going to give you a perspective uh, from the lives of Peter and John on the importance of relationship and how we're better together that you probably never looked at before. I'm going to show you a verse next Sunday, and I guarantee you what I'm going to show you, you've never seen me read it. It's going to be phenomenal. It's going to be incredible. You're going to want to find your circle. Cool? Third is this guy. God, and we're making room for us, I'm sorry, give, and we're making room for us to give out of our gifts. We have a, a vision statement here, uh, and here's what it is. I'm going to show you how well we know it. You are here on purpose because you have a purpose. And I believe that with everything in me. That's what we planted the church on, was that principle that God didn't just call you to come to church. God called you to be the church. That's good. Okay? So he's given you gifts and talents that you can use impact lives, and that's the concept. I want to show you in Acts 2 where this pops up in Acts 2. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. Now sometimes we read that and we think that's miracles, and that does include miracles, but it also includes them teaching, it also includes them being generous towards each other and meeting needs. It's them using the gift that God gave them to be able to impact other people. There's two ways I'm asking you to do that. The first way, as Pastor Brian said, is join the dream team. Uh, we're, we're, we're probably about 50-50 in this room of those of you that are on the Dream Team. And I'm going to tell you right now, one of my events I didn't put on there because it's only for the Dream Team, but I'm going to tell you so you join the Dream Team. How many of y'all know about the SOAC uh, pool area with the slides, the water slides? Y'all know about that? This summer we're written it out for just our church. Say something. Y'all ready? I'm going to speed up with everything. I'm just kidding. That's not good. I'm kidding. Three of y'all just went, what? Speed up. Here. So it's going to be incredible, but that's for the dream team, baby. Get on the dream team. Let's change murder, right? Let's do this. I love what Pastor Brian said. We were here Friday night and Saturday night. Teams did all of this. People set everything up. You know how many complaints I heard? Negative three. I didn't even hear them. I heard praises because God's moving and working. You want to be a part of it. So that's the first thing, dream team. But second, I'm stepping it up a level. So after this summer, I'm going to preach through shift leadership. And we're going to roll out a leadership development plan. Every one of our ministries will have a specific for their ministry, but listen to me. We are going to develop something, because here's what I learned. The more I shake hands in this hallway, and the more I talk to you, the more I realize that God is such a calling on your life. And you may not be able to nail it down to a ministry. You may be like, man, I don't know, but God's called you to be a leader. So we're putting together a program that you just say, man, I want to be a better leader, 
and we're going to take you through that development plan and make you a sharper leader. It includes podcasts, it includes reading books. There's a lot of accountability, but it's going to make you a sharper person, whether it's in your job, whether it's in your home, and certainly in the church. And so I'm going to push that thing in the fall, and I'm going to come after you, and it's going to be intimate, it's going to be incredible, and I guarantee you by the time it's over, you're going to be ready to raise the level of your life. Amen? How many of you say I want to be a leader? Raise your hand. Say I want to be a leader. Alright, we need more hands by the time the fall is here. But I'll tell you, I'm so pumped about this, you don't even understand. I cannot wait. I cannot wait. It's gonna be incredible. So so recap, we're gonna we're gonna make room for God to, to move in our lives so that we can grow to know him better through services and events, and I'm asking you to come to church. Participate in the events. Here's what I love. Uh, when we did our fall festival, a lot of you stepped up. You're not on the dream team, but a lot of you stepped up and served in the fall festival because it was such a big event. We had record numbers. Our entire community came here and had a fall festival for free. They didn't pay a dime. It was incredible. Um, and then we're going to guide. Uh, Find Your Circle campaign is going to be amazing. And then we're going to have a leadership development plan rolling out in the fall. We're excited about that. Excited to see you develop. And last but not least is our Go value. Okay? And we're making room for God to use us to go and make an impact. Let me show you in Acts chapter 2 how this worked for the, for the early church. Uh, they sold property and possessions to give to everyone who had a need. So, first of all, you heard me say that in the two years, we've given over $50,000 to our community. Uh, some of you just highlighted some of those things. We have a partnership with Empowerment Incorporated. What up, Empowerment Incorporated? Janine, where are you at? I can't see. All right, okay, there you serve. Uh, Empowerment Incorporated. We have a partnership with the Nourish Food Bank, so we provide food for Smyrna. Uh, we have a partnership here with Rock Springs Middle School. We've done a lot of things. We provided Christmas. Here's what's so cool about you, church. You did so many things. You gave away so much money last year, I didn't even have the time to tell you about it all. I literally couldn't tell you about it. We, saw, we, we support a ministry called Operation Saving Lives. I didn't even get to tell you about that because we do so much. It's incredible. But here's what I found out. As I was praying about 2020, I felt like because we did so much across such a wide range of things, we couldn't really measure what we did because it was just so many things. And so I said, all right, 2020, I want to step it up a little bit. I want to do something a little different. So we're still going to support Army Incorporated and Food Bank. And we're still going to do all that. But we're teaming up with multiple churches in the Tennessee area. And here's what we're doing. Our goal for 2020 is to purchase, as a group, all of our all these churches, to purchase 8,000 water filters. Okay? Let me explain a water filter, 780 million people across the world don't have drinking water. They cannot drink water. Water is not good enough to drink. One of these filters will transform, transform uh, uh, 1 million gallons of water from non-drinkable to drinkable. Okay? One filter. We're partnering with these churches, and we're, we're, our goal is 8,000 filters. I think we're going to get more. I'm just going to get more. So, so the next couple weeks, I'm going to have a display out in the lobby. You'll be able to go, you'll be able to use the filter, see what we're buying, and you'll be able to see it go through. One filter is $25. So you do them out. You do that. You'll be able to buy 8,000 of them times $25. But I'm believing it. And it's not just us. It's cool that we're partnering with a bunch of churches across the Tennessee area to do that. But can you imagine if 1 million gallons of water goes from one filter? Somebody do a million times 8,000. Thank you. <laughs> Holy Spirit spoke. Are you excited about that? Yeah. Uh, no, no. Hi, y'all. Have a good night. See y'all later. Are you excited about that? Come on. People are going to get drinking water because of us. It's incredible. It's what we're doing. We're going. We're going. And then along with that is our missions. All right? And so uh, we support two missionaries right now. One is a family called the Bartolos in Thailand. 
Another one is a close, close friend of mine, like a sister. I've known her for years, known her from Memphis, and she is in Costa Rica, and she is here with us today. So give it up for Katie Carter! And so she's just barely saved, okay? Just, just barely. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, but I want to just take a second. So everybody say, hi, Katie! Hi, Katie! How many of you love missions? Woo! Oh, wait. I, hey, y'all was a lot louder when you were getting free hoodies. <laughs> say something else. I'll take everything back. Do a barrel fire. How many of you excited about missions? So that'd be fun. Katie's in town. Uh, I thought it'd be fun for her to just kind of give us a little bit of update of what she does. Some of you are right now, you're like, we support missionaries? Yes, you do. Uh, when, you, when you give faithfully in tithes and offerings, we support Katie Carter monthly as she's in Costa Rica. And so first of all, just introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about you real quick. Um, first of all, I am so excited to be here. Thank you, Pastor Troy and Darla, for having me. Uh, it's incredible to feel the excitement in this room. And uh, so, yep, I'm Katie, and I have been serving on the mission field for 10 years. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's been incredible. I was in El Salvador for seven years and been in Costa Rica for the past two years. I know that doesn't add up, but we'll talk about that later. Um, it's, 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 no, I won't say I know, it's, it's a long story. So I am serving in Costa Rica. I work with children there. Specifically, I work with uh, girls, and I'm from Memphis, Tennessee, and I don't know what else you want to know. I'm so, 32 so, years old. Real quick. Uh, with Katie. Jesus, Jesus. There about. I guess so many things I want to say. I'm sweating. Sure. I'm so nervous no. right now. So when Katie came off the mission field in El Salvador, she was praying about what to do. We know that I'm there, and we asked her to move here and help us plant Victory Church. And she said, that's never going to work. Like, she didn't say that, I'm kidding. Um, but, but she definitely prayed about it, but the Lord called her to Costa Rica, so we knew we were going to support her from day one. But we almost had her here with us. Isn't that awesome? Um, so, so real quick, how many of y'all even know where Costa Rica is? Some of y'all just lied in church. Like, it's on the globe. All right, so, so give, give us kind of a, give us a quick idea of what Costa Rica is like. Uh, Costa Rica is in Central America, and so we're in between North and South. I had to learn that. Um, I thought when I was in El Salvador, when I felt God called me in El Salvador, I thought I was going to Mexico. So that's how I did at Craigmont. Um, anyway, so Costa Rica is a beautiful country. It is tropical. There's lots of jungles, uh, lots of mountains, lots of beautiful beaches. I never go there. And uh, it, it's wonderful. However, um, there's beautiful places, but there are a lot of poor areas. Um, there's lots of slum areas. That's where I work. And, uh, and so there's a lot of need there. Costa Rica is a very educated country, um, but with poverty as we have all across the United States. Um, there's some, some pretty harsh areas, and um, people need the Lord, you know, like everywhere. Um, and so it's incredible to see um, the change uh, in, in the different areas. but. God is moving, and he's doing some cool things up where I work. I work in a place called Linda Vista. That means pretty view, and it is not a, a lie. It's, it's beautiful. It's on top of a mountain. It overlooks the city of San Jose. That's the capital city in, uh, in Costa Rica. And however, when you look across the mountain, you see um, you know, beautiful trees and greenery and all these buildings from the, the downtown city. But if you look real close up right where we are, it's uh, lots of trash, lots of darkness, um, lots of poverty. 
lots of homeless people, lots of drugs, lots of prostitution. And so we're trying to work on that area and clean that up a bit. And then God's doing some cool things there. So tell us real quick about the ministry that we help support. Um, thank you for your support. If you didn't know you were doing it, thank you anyways. Uh, you helped out quite a bit and been faithful for a long time, so thank you so much. Um, your money has helped us. I, I work with um, fifth and sixth grade girls, and, and we have a house for them. I guess I'm kind of jumping a little bit, but um, your money has helped us provide uh, a, a time for these girls to come and just be girls. See, the reality is um, a lot of them have to be little mothers, we call them. Even in, in the, as young as fourth, fifth grade, um, if their mom's at work, most of them don't have a father in the house um, or a man in the home. And so they are having to take care of the house, cleaning, taking care of younger siblings. We have a girl, Ashley, and she um, is the oldest of five. And she cooks for them, she cleans for them. And her mom is a prostitute. Sometimes she's never around. And she came to us one day and, and Ashley always looks very well kept and, and she was crying and she looked kind of a hot mess and we were like, Ashley, what's going on? She goes, I haven't seen my mom for four days, I can't do it anymore. And uh, the house burned down and it's just, it's, it's the reality for a lot of the girls. We work with, with, with several of them and, um, and so we provide a place for them to come and be girls. We do crafts, we paint nails, we massage, we do hair treatments. They're, they're actually lice treatments, but we call them hair treatments, you know, like <laughs> hair masks, like um, We color, we paint, we do all these things, teach them how to sew, teach them how to cook, because we want to provide them with skills so that they'll be able to, to do something with their lives. We want them to know that there's a future outside of Linda Vista. There's a future outside of their slum. They can get out and they can do something. We really encourage them to stay in school. We really encourage them to study because they can become something. They can yeah. become something yeah. great. There's a hope for their yeah. future, and that's what we teach them. It's not, it doesn't have to stay here, there's more. And uh, and so your money has helped us do that and speaking the lies. We, were, we got to open up in a, another school this year, so we're in two schools now. Currently we work with around 50 girls. That's a lot of drama. Wow. <laughs> that's a lot of drama. I mean, that's a lot of retreats. But uh, it's incredible, and so thank you to Course after all those cool, fun things. We're teaching them about the love of Jesus and, and who they are in Him and character, and that their lives don't have to stay the same. The physical abuse, the sexual abuse, the prostitution, it doesn't have to keep going on. They can stop that. Yep. They can stop that in their lives. Mom does it. Their aunt does it. Their, their other sister, older sister does it. But they don't have to do it. We're teaching them that there's more. There's more to life than that. So it's pretty so good. Good. Thank you so much for having because it can make money for the family and so and again obviously that age is kind of a desired age so so certain men certain you know situations will seek out these young girls and so they provided a venue for these girls to go to where they're protected where they're away from that and they stay there as long as they need to stay there to be able to kind of be out of the grasp of certain you know organizations or men or however my work that are going to try to take them and put them in that system so so because of what you're putting money towards because of what she's spending her life doing 50 right now, I'm believing more, but we're going to have 100 this year, um, and, and are, are being yanked from that. That's incredible. So while you're here just trying to be a great mom and dad to your kids across in a whole other country, you're helping these young girls get out of a life where they were guaranteed to be prostituted. 
It's incredible, right? Um, I want you to share a quick story. I'm going to set it up. So one of our small groups, right, Find Your Circle, they, they knew, knew about Katie, and so they reached out to Katie around the Christmas holiday and said, hey, we've just been praying. We really want to do something for you, um, you know, outside of what the church does. And so is there any need? And right around the time that they emailed her, she has, and she'll explain a little bit about this, but she has this big dance, and she had a couple of young girls that couldn't go, and she needed X amount of dollars for them to go. And this small group wrote her a check, sent the check, and she was able to pay for those girls and her, I think their moms, to be able to go to this dance, which is just incredible. So once again, Find Your Circle is not just about you, but it's about what you can do. But you told me the story about the young lady and her dad. And can you just share that real quick and then, then we'll let you go. We teach the, the, the girls, you know, how important prayer is and that God hears us, he hears us. And, and just like the song says, even though we can't see it, he's working. And even though we can't feel it, he's working. And so we want to teach them that, like, no matter what, reach out and talk to God. And so we, we've been, you know, for, we have them for two years, well, they're fifth and sixth grade. And so we have Naomi, and, and she's a beautiful girl. And um, I was telling the, the, the guys at the small group yesterday that um, she was hard. She came in in fifth grade. She uh, was very sarcastic. She, um, you know, you told her to sit down, and she would jump as high as you can. She did the complete opposite um, of everything, disobedient, just a rough kid. And um, I was thinking, and I was like, it's, she needs love, you know, she needs attention. And we always do um, a series with the girls about the love of the Father, as, as God is our Father. And that's always a really hard month for us, because they don't know their fathers. Many of them have dads in jail. Uh, lots of them are, uh, you know, pushing drugs, selling drugs, um, if they even know who they are. And, you know, we asked Naomi, uh, what, what's up with your dad? What's your story? And, and she would never tell us. And she finally ended up telling us in the sixth grade after being with us for a year and a half. She goes, I don't know my dad. I don't know anything about him. My mom won't tell me anything. And, and I don't know. And uh, she was pretty mad about it. And we said, you know what? Let's pray. I don't know. And I was going to be honest with you guys. I was a little scared. Like, I don't even know how to pray. Because I don't know where he's at. I don't know what happened to him. I don't even know if, his mom, if the mom knows. Naomi has uh, six siblings, and they're all by different dads. And so it's, it's kind of a rough situation. Mom works. These kids are having to go through the government daycare. They're at school from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. So they're at home, and they may not get much love. And so, so we sat down with Naomi, and we said, we're going to pray. We're going to pray that God will work. And I did not know how, but we prayed. We started praying for a long time. And uh, every day that Naomi would come into the house, and we say, Naomi, how you doing? How's your day? My which means bad. Every day she had a bad day. Every day was a bad day. I never saw her smile. Just terrible. And one day, not too long ago, it was in November, and uh, Naomi came in. She was beaming. I mean, she was just radiating, smiling from ear to ear. She just looked so happy. I could see all of her teeth. This girl, you can take pictures of her. She always would hide herself, even in group photos and stuff. Just real insecure. And I was like, like, did you get a 100 on your test? Or, you know, I was like, what happened? said, I met my dad, and I have never felt so happy for a child to have her prayer answered. I met my dad, and he gave me a pair of shoes, and he took me to McDonald's. I've never been to McDonald's. I got a Happy Meal. Cajita Feliz. I got a toy. You better believe she had the toy. You better believe she had them shoes on. I mean, you couldn't get near those shoes. She was brushing them off all day long. And I said, see, God heard your prayers. 
God heard your prayers. Can you believe that? All these years, you didn't know anything about this man. And she said, he calls me every day. It had been two days since she met him. <laughs> he calls me every day. So we've kept in contact, obviously we talked every time we saw each other, you know. How's your dad doing? And every day, dad's been calling. So I started reaching out to Naomi's mom and I said, I don't know how much time I have, but you can turn that they off. They have nowhere to go. You can turn it off. <laughs> uh, don't get me talking about Naomi. We got cupcakes for the name and sit down. All right, right on. So, so we had this big, this big graduation thing. It's huge. Like, it's like you thought prom was big. This is sixth grade, okay? It's not that big of a deal. It's huge. Okay, so we were in this huge ballroom, and the girls come in formals, they get their hair did, they get the nails did, they, I mean, they're top notch. It's like the most waited for thing ever in elementary school. And it's expensive. It was expensive for me. It's, it's a lot of money. And, uh, but it's very important to these girls. It's important to the teachers, it's important to the families, and it's an event where the kids come with their parents. And uh, I asked Nam, I said, you ready? You ready for the big uh, dinner, you know, banquet? And she said, I'm not going. And I was like, well, why not? And she goes, we, we don't have any money. And I knew it's true, because they have so many kids, and the mom can't provide everything. So I, I started reaching out to the mom, and I was like talking to her, and I had the same day, small group people from Victory Church reached out to me, like Pastor Troy said. And we were able to get Naomi and her mom there. But Naomi, she didn't want to go with just her mom. She wanted her dad to go. And I, I talked to her mom, and I was like, what does this look like? I didn't know what the situation was. And, and, uh, and she said, I don't know. I don't think he's going to come. And so I began to pray. God, I don't know what's going to happen, but we need this dad to be there. And uh, I stood at the door, and, and I watched Naomi walk down. And her dad escorted her in to have a big red carpet for him. And she was so happy. I just can't explain the look on her face. Complete difference from the whole past year and a half that we've had with her. And she was so happy walking down that aisle. They did a father-daughter dance. And uh, they had a great night. And now she has this relationship with her dad. And he's getting back involved and talking to her mom. And he's going to try and help out. And he's going to try to be there. He's got kids all over Costa Rica. But I, I talked to him. And I said... Like, don't mess up, because, like, I'm coming for you. <laughs> so, I'm so excited. And Naomi, it's overwhelming, because Naomi's not the only story. I mean, I could sit here for hours, and I probably will. They'll probably cut my mic off. Uh, but it's, it's because of people like you who, who send and pray and check up. Naomi would have been at that dinner if it hadn't been with that small group. That was Victory Church. That was all Victory Church. I couldn't do it. Because if I had done it, I would have had to pay for 50 other girls. 49. And, and so thank you. Thank you. Because of you, Naomi got to go. And because of God, Naomi's dad was there. So, That's incredible. So, That's incredible. So, so. Come on. You know what I love about the God is that he hears a prayer from a little girl all the way in Costa Rica. All she wants is dad. All right. Um, a couple more things. Uh, one, one thing I want real quick to use you as an illustration of. 
When, when we started this concept of shift on the story of this Shunammite woman and Elijah, God gave me a statement that birthed out this whole series, and I've yet to give it to you because it was for the birthday party and not for the preparation of. But a real quick summary of the story. She has her son. Her son grows up and then has a brain hemorrhage and dies. And she takes her son up to the very room that she built for Elijah and lays him in the bed and then runs and gets Elijah and brings Elijah ever. And Elijah goes into the room that she built for him, lays on her son, hand to hand, foot to foot, nose to nose, begins to pray. And that boy sneezes seven times and he's resurrected from the dead. Clear as day, I felt the Spirit of God tell me this. The thing that you think you're building for him, he's going to turn around and use it to do a miracle for you. I know her mom, Karen Carter, was the children's pastor when Darwin and I first started going to Raleigh. We, we actually, uh, when she resigned, we took over as children's ministry. I watched that woman build something for God for years. She's the reason Jamal came to know Jesus. I'm thankful for that.
Jesus, but, but you got a year and a half or so to save up the money. I'm going to be putting together the packet, everything that we're going to do, all the ministry we're going to do. We're going to have a fun day. I got to teach you so much stuff. It's going to be amazing, right? 2020 is the year, baby. We're shifting. I believe God's going to do something so great in your life. And I just hear, I just, again, a word for you. You came in here this morning, and you needed to hear that about Melanie because for whatever reason has been going on in life, you need to hear that if God can hear a little girl's prayer in Costa Rica, he can hear your prayer in Costa Rica. Amen. That's why you're here today. Not here to see vision. Not here to get some sunglasses. You're here for God to remind you that he's got a calling on your life, that his hand is on your heart, and he just introduced you to your family, and he wants to use you to change the world. Amen? Amen. Hey, darling, if you come up here for a second, I'm going to ask Katie to pray over us as a church. That Acts 2 that we went through where it showed the, the early church meeting in the church and then building relationship together and then uh, using their gifts and then giving of their possessions and their properties. It ends with verse 47. I want to show you this. Praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. It's what we just did today. It's what we do every Sunday. We praise God up in here and then we enjoy the favor of each other. Watch this next verse. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. I want to see another 200 people give their hearts to Jesus this year. Right? I got a heart that we're going to move into a place where we can do two services. We're going to have a service at 9 and 11. We can, people who can't come to serve has been, it's going to be incredible. I got so many visions for what God's going to do in this church, and you're going to help me do it. You ready? So we're going to ask Kate to pray that over us, that as we're faithful to Him, and as we meet together, and we grow in his word, and we fellowship together, that the Lord is going to add the victory church daily. Those, not, not just adding those who will be saved. Amen? Amen. Okay, would you pray with us? Why don't you guys stand up? I, uh, I got some questions, so maybe sit down. Um, I'm so proud. I'm so proud of Pastor Troy and Darla. I remember uh, many years ago, Lots of long talks on their big, awesome couch that I got to sleep on last night. Thank you. And, uh, same, I mean, it's, it's a good couch. And uh, they were telling me about this dream that they had to plant this church in Smyrna, Tennessee, a place I had never heard of. I thought it may have been in Mexico, I'm sure. And, and I remember thinking, they're crazy. Like, they're going to leave the church that they're serving at, who, that was, you know, already a great structure, established, and they were getting a paycheck, I think, and, uh, and you're going to just uproot yourself and go to a place and start from nothing. And it was hard for me to honestly believe it. And to, to think that they were going to do these interest parties and these, you know, I'm going to go work out at the gym and I'm going to make friends and invite people to church. And, and it's like, wow, that, that just sounds crazy, you know? And to stand on the stage today, a, a, a place I see only on social media, and and to be here and see all these people. And I'm not going to say you did it, because you're doing it. And I felt when I was praying this morning, God said, there's more. It's not over. This birthday is awesome. Happy birthday, two years. But it's not over. There's more. And y'all better get ready to rip the curtains down. Because this place ain't going to hold it. And I think God's moving. And I felt him so strong. 
you know, you, you see these videos on Instagram, and, and I see them every week. I watch them every Sunday. And, because uh, these are my people. These are my people. We go way back. Brian and Erica too, and, and Jamal. I don't know, Jamal too is a little, little turd rocking around like six years old. Like, Jamal, you were supposed to be here. You know, like, God did some amazing things in your life. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. And to be able to see the product of a dream and a vision, we sing the song, Waymaker, Miracle Worker, Promise Keeper. It's not just because it's a cool song. We sing that because we believe that. And he's keeping his promise because of all of you standing here today, Victory Church, you're a family, and I feel it. And it is the nicest church. And I'm moving to Smyrna because I, <laughs> I just want to go to church here and go to the Easter. El, don't everyone. Like, yeah. It's amazing. It's incredible. So I'm happy I'm going to shut up and I'm pray. But I'm, I'm, I'm proud of you guys. I love you, and I'm so proud. I'm so thankful. It's amazing. Yeah, um, let's pray. It's, my gosh, it's amazing. God, we come to right now. I thank you for Victory Church. I thank you for the seeds that were planted years ago. And now we get to celebrate together a family that has come from who knows where all together to be this building together. Thank you, God. Thank you for the work that you're doing in the lives of each person that's here, each family that's represented in this place. Thank you for your pastors. Thank you for the, the people who have the vision to carry this out. Lord, I pray for a new, fresh vision. I thank you for what you're going to do in 2020. I thank you for the lives that are going to come into this place and fill these seats. Lives that will be saved from darkness. For we claim victory in this town, in this county, and the, the impact that this church is having on an, on an entire world. Reaching out in Thailand, reaching out in Costa Rica, reaching out in all these things, Lord. I pray, Lord, for victory in the lives of every person that's here. Victory in finances, victory in marriages, victory in parenthood, victory in family. Will we claim a shift in our thinking this year, a shift in the way we act, a shift in the way we react, a shift in our thoughts, Lord. Take control, and we thank you, God. I pray a blessing over this church, over these people, over the staff and the pastors and the dream team. Thank you, God. I pray blessings over their life and all that you're going to do, all that you have done. We thank you, Lord. We thank you. In your precious name we pray. Amen. Happy birthday. <laughs>